Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Well, folks, before I break into an obnoxiously loud all right, folks, to get this show started, let me just go ahead and remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. That's where Postmates come in. Now, promo code BROBIBLE. That's BROBIBLE. B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. No space. BROBIBLE. Gets you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's promo code Bro Bible for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days. Postmate that. Alright, folks! Coming to you live. You know the drill. If you don't, you sure as hell should by now. Thank you for listening. However you're listening, why you're listening, we don't know. We're just happy that you are listening here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. You know the drill. That is Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob. This is episode 51. Now, episode 51, you're going to be getting an interview that we're going to take you to now. This is with Jarvis Miller, former linebacker at UMass and Penn State. I always wanted to get a guy who's getting ready to go into the NFL draft. The NFL draft is always a big spectacle, but I've always been fascinated on the the fact of not knowing where you're going, you know, not even knowing what city you're going to live in next. Um, so, you know, I always want to ask, wanted to ask the questions that that you're going to see here in this interview with Jarvis. He was Saquon Barkley's roommate in college, and they're still good friends today. Jarvis is getting ready for the NFL draft. We're going to take you there. And, folks, with the success of we had of episode 50 of the Best of Brilliantly Dumb show, which is where we did five bits picked out by Grace and myself, five of the best bits of the show all time, Closed out by Grace Ibrahim on the Ask Bob segment. With the success of that, we decided to go ahead and release. Friday's release is going to be the best of the Brinley Dumb Show Part 2. It was my dad that said, you know what, Robbie? You ought to do a Part 2. There's no doubt about it. I could give you another five really good bits. So with the success we had from episode 50, episode 52, Friday, will be the best of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, part two. Folks, enjoy this interview. Jarvis Miller, outside linebacker. Let's take you there now. Jarvis, are my tits showing? No, nah, no, nah, you're good. Because the shirt sometimes has a tendency to do that. Oh, no, nah, he's just the muscles, man. Could be the mu- little muscle coming in there. No, Jarvis. <laughs> All right, let's get this baby rocking and rolling. Now, one of the hardest interviews to get around this time is any type of NFL prospect getting ready for the draft. What do we do here on the Burnley Dumb Show? We bring you a player getting ready for the NFL draft. Jarvis Miller, former linebacker at UMass and Penn State. Thanks for being on the show, big fella. Of course, man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Now, Jarvis, I I got to, before this whole quarantine thing started, I got to hang out with you the other day. We're playing FIFA. Now, while I'm focusing on getting the soccer ball down the field, in my peripheral 
I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself, how does a guy of your size run a four three forty? Yeah, man, it, it's it's actually crazy because I've never officially tested at that before. So, uh, but I knew I had it in me, you know, uh, through the training, and I was running good times before in college. So I knew once I started this process, getting ready for the draft, and I have a three months just to myself of getting ready and training. I knew I had that in me, so I really wasn't surprised when I ran it, but. You know, I felt really good to get that time down. When you're in the middle of the 40, are there are there heats where you're thinking, wow, I'm going really fast on this one? And are there ones where thinking, ah, I'm not going so fast? Um, You got your dry phase when you get out for the first 20 and then you pop up and you start lifting and then you finish. So I know I can how fast I'm running, when, how depending on how fast I get out in that first 10. If I feel right. good, I'm like, oh, I'm out. And then honestly, I'm just thinking in my head, like, run faster. The, thing, the things I would do to be able to feel that just in one heat, like, wow, it's Bob's really going. It's nerve-wracking, most definitely nerve-wracking. But like I said, I knew I had that in me, but uh, that's just all my hard work paying off, honestly. Now, let me ask you something, Jarvis. With now Pro Day, is it correct? Pro Days are now canceled, right? Yes, sir. What Are there players where that benefits to not have a Pro Day and somewhere it hurts? Um, I think it hurts for all the guys who – didn't go for the combine and also the guys who want to retest that didn't that went to the combine but didn't test that know so, that they could do better exactly so maybe you ran a slow time at the combine and you're going to bank on having a pro day well what happens now when there is no pro day right now we kind of had like just fend for ourselves and use all of our resources that we had and kind of just had to come up with our own little plan and had people out there and uh, taping and recording us and having the laser out there and you know while still maintaining and being in shape and working out every day so, so and so you ran a four three today. Can you? Is there a way to where what you send it to the NFL, or is there somebody that it's kind of like a golf scorecard to where somebody's no, got to sign so, off? So, um, we, I had people there to confirm that I ran that time. Uh, that high 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 level people are Ryan Flaherty, who's a uh, director of performance enhancement for Nike, one of the Nike coaches, and uh, he was there. And um, yeah, uh, I sent that to my agent, the video that we recorded, and. From there, just send it out to people, man, and just go from there. I tell you, Jarvis, I hope you didn't run with that chain on because if you didn't, you might have won like a four-one if you didn't uh, have that uh, thing. No, I run this. Uh, this is this, this is nothing too crazy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis, let me ask you something, okay? The day of the NFL draft, okay? At what point, like we talked about Saquon, who you've been training with. Of course, he knew he was going top five. At what point in the draft is there really no way of knowing where you're going to go? It's, you know, uh, you don't know, man. Uh, For someone like Shay, like going into the draft process, he knew he was a really high prospect, the number one running back. So if I'm the number one running back, I know I'm going. Well, for him, he knew he was going to go top five. So the stress level really wasn't as high. And right. the other guys, man, who had good college careers, um, could have tested really well, but you still don't know. And uh, it's a toss-up. And it's no racking, but, man, throughout this process, man, I, I stay really close to God. I pray a lot. And, you know what I'm saying, uh, I let the cards flow where they are. I know the type of player I am. I know the type of person I am. Um, I'm a great person who would love to be in any organization. And I also – think that organizations would love to have me as well so you got um, a good head on your shoulder Jarvis 100% man I know what I bring to the table so whether it's drafted or undrafted like I'm just blessed for the opportunity at hand you know and do you think it a player would be lying if they say they don't really care where they go I mean you got to look at these different cities and think okay I'd kind of prefer to go there or no I think that 
I think that is a lie. I mean, for me, what like for me, like I'm a I'm a New England guy. So obviously, like playing for the Patriots, that's a hometown dream, you know. You know, so and then you also look at other things. Like I was just talking to you before. Uh, I know, like no state tax, like playing for a Florida team. Like if you're always thinking about money, you know. I think the first thing I said to you was, how about the Rams? You said, ah, state tax. State tax, man. I'm always <laughs> thinking about that stuff, man. It's the little thing. But um, in retrospect, I think players have a certain, maybe a certain team they would love to play for, like a hometown team, like growing up, this is my favorite team or something like that, most definitely. Now, all right, so Jarvis, here's what we're going to do. With that being said, I want to play a game with you. Okay. Because when I do in the draft, not that I'm at, ever getting ready for the NFL draft, but I think these players and I think cities of where I'm going to go, okay. two things pop up. So I'm going to give you an NFL team, and okay. you're going to tell me the first things that pop in your head, whether it's food in that city, a player that you would want to play with, New England, do they have state tax over there? Uh, I know the tax is pretty high in there in New England. I know but that. You could say something like that and Belichick, you know, something like that. So I'm going to give you – a team, and you give me the first two things that come to your mind, okay? okay? We're on draft day. Jarvis Miller gets selected by the San Francisco 49ers. Top two things that come up. Um, I'm thinking about the beach. <laughs> nice, nice, Jarvis. And uh, uh, Richard Sherman. Love that. Love that. Okay, we're rolling here. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'm thinking about gambling. <laughs> and something that something honestly another thing that just popped into my mind that has nothing to do with football is Floyd Mayweather. Interesting. That's his territory over there, Jarvis. So Vegas, you know okay. what I'm saying? Hey, you're sticking true to the game here. I like that. Green Bay Packers select okay. Jarvis Miller. I'm thinking cold weather and cheese. All right, here's a tough one. You thought okay. Green Bay was rough. Yeah. The Detroit Lions select Jarvis Miller. I'm thinking of Ford. Yeah. yeah. And also cold weather. Okay. Two more for you. In the NFL 2020 draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Jarvis Miller. Okay. I'm thinking about rain yeah. and Russell Wilson. I thought for sure you'd go coffee. Rain was a great call. Rain. It's always rainy in Seattle, man. You a coffee guy, Jarvis? No, I don't even drink caffeine like that. Jesus Christ, you might have run a 4-1 if you had a cup of coffee before. I should have drank some. Last one. You ready for me, Jarv? Sure. The New York Giants select Jarvis Miller. Oh, man. I am thinking about, obviously, just the city. You know what I'm saying? The bright lights, New York, obviously. And uh, obviously, you know, my best friend, Saquon. Speaking of Saquon, okay, has he shown you a good slice of New York pizza? Oh, man, it's crazy. When he first got drafted to New York, I was there probably the next two weekends. <laughs> yeah, man. New York New York's a different city, man. There's a lot of people, and it's just, if you never experienced that before, I think everyone should go. You know why I like you on the Giants? Not just because I'm a New York guy. You got the head for it. Right. New York can destroy people. If you're, right. you're not all there up top, you're screwed. That New York media is vicious, man. Oof, you're it's telling vicious. me. You're telling me. You got some top uh, of the class, man. They're on you. No, they will jump all. If you're not fit for it, it'll show immediately. For, for real. I don't know why I'm saying you're telling me. I've never had to deal with the New York media. They're not all over the brilliantly dumb show. <laughs> all right, Jarvis. Now, here's the thing that a lot of our followers have really gotten into 
You know Kenny Katz, manager of Saquon Barkley. We both know Saquon, mutual friend. Yeah. You have met our good friend of the pod, Joey Coldcuts. Oh, Coldcuts, man. What a guy. <laughs> what, a guy. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of Joey Coldcuts? I'm like, man, this guy's a competitor. <laughs> For real, he don't like losing, man, playing FIFA. I'm like, oh, man, like, he's, he's giving me a tough time. I beat, I beat him, like, what, 6-1 to one the first game? Oh, you were smoking him. It was getting ugly. It was getting bad, man. He, you know, he rallied, came back, and beat me 3-2 the next game. So I was like, okay, I, he got my respect. Now, with that competitive edge in mind, I know this is out there, but it's something we've talked about. If Saquon and Joey Coldcuts, the running bet that we have going, okay. ran 10 heats of Lion's Den, which is more closed in right. than Oklahoma, yep. would Joey Coldcuts have any shot whatsoever at tackling him? I'm going to be real. Yeah, be real with us, Jarvis. Joey Coldcuts, my guy. <laughs> but I, I don't even think he lay a finger on him. <laughs> really? I've, se- I've, seen, I've seen this man, Saquon, do some crazy things in there. And so you, so could he even get a, some type of shoestring on him? Nothing. So when I tell you, so in Lions Den, there's three linemen, three D linemen, and a linebacker. Right. And then the running back, and then say was the running back. When I tell you that he made the three D linemen miss, and then made the linebacker miss, and they didn't touch him, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Joey Colcutts ain't getting them. No, no shot, no shot. <laughs> well, I, you... love Colcutts, and I love Colcutts. No <laughs> He's not that much of a competitor to be able to tackle Colcutts. Hold on, folks. Do not go anywhere just yet. I know I'm not going anywhere. Grace Ibrahim definitely isn't going anywhere either. We just have to interrupt this show to let you know that the Burnley Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates does anything and everything, but Postmates doesn't just deliver your standard burgers and sushi. They make my life easier. You could send these guys to grocery stores. I've seen a couple at the Staples Center. If you like the Staples Center Cracker Jacks, send your Postmates delivery guy to Section 116 for some Cracker Jacks. They do everything, and now for a limited time, Postmates has given you listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days if you type in promo code BROBIBLE. One word, B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit. No minimum purchase. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Moving on. Oh, man. That'd be hard, man. At Penn State, how dominant was Saquon? Just even go, like, watching him or going up against him in practice? You know, it's – I had a different point of view. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my roommate. So, like I said, I'm with the guy every day. I'm practicing, We're practicing every day. And, man, it just gets to the point where you don't realize the stuff that he's doing is just not normal. You know what I'm saying? And to us, it's like, okay, let's just say we're going through practice. But at the end of the day, he's making you better. You know what I'm saying? about it. The best back in the country. You know what I'm saying? And you don't even realize he's getting you that much better. Is it, is it a tough call for a coach to make, though, in the sense of you almost don't want to let him practice because you don't want to risk any type of injury, but at the same time, it's getting you guys that much better? Oh, for sure, man. I think someone like Saquon, he tell you, especially a running back, get into a rhythm is, is great. You know what I'm saying? Get into that rhythm of, you know what I'm saying, just finding the rhythm of being a running back. So I think getting the reps and practice and stuff like that, you need that for the game, you know? Right. And, we need those reps uh, or like everyone else, you know what I'm saying? We needed those reps because he's the best back in the country. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat that. 
you know? So you're, we're both getting good on good every day at practice. He's that guy is a machine, huh? Yeah, man. He's asking, man. We on Saturdays, Sundays, he wake me up. We go over to the facility and work out just on our own. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was just, I was with him every day. So all the little work habits and the extra work and all that stuff, man, like he truly embodies that. And those are little things I took from him, you know? Some of the stuff you see this guy benching, it makes you sick to your stomach. It's not yeah, even. I was on FaceTime with him today and he was saying now he benched 315 eight times today, you know? Like, it's like, it's not, he's not even struggling. He's not sweating. Not sweating at all. Jarvis, in, in that stadium, I, I, I mean, you would know better than I would, but I think Penn State's got to be one of the loudest stadiums during a home game. Can you hear shit? No, man, it's nothing. Whiteout, man, Whiteout is, I think, the best environment in college football. You know, what I'm and saying? the loudest, the, the loudest, the by loudest. far, by far, no bias. And I played, I played, I think Iowa's up there as well. Iowa got really rowdy. And Ohio State was oh, pretty Iowa. Good. Iowa, man, interesting. Iowa, we played it for a night game. They because the way the stadium is built, they're all the fans are all on top of you. You know what I'm saying? So it gets so loud in there. Uh, Penn State is more impressive because it's so spread out and it's not that loud. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So you would actually say Iowa's up there. Iowa's up there and I put Ohio State up there. Who's the best quarterback you've ever faced, Jarvis? Trace McSorley. Really? He's a quick. He was quick too, huh? I tell you, we have the best quarterback and running back duo. I promise. So going against them in practice and going to anybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and Trace's stats prove it, man. He was the best quarterback in Penn State history, you know? And you guys had a remarkable run, too. Crazy run, man. Crazy run. Also, like, my freshman year, uh, I seen Christian Hackenberg, uh, great arm, man, talented dude, yep. went, second, went second round to the Jets. I thought he was a really good quarterback. But if we're just talking about just body of work, man, just Trace, man, consistency and just, you know what I'm saying, his stats and just what I've seen him do in practicing games, man, it just speaks for itself. What about – so what about even from another – Another team. Who's the uh, hardest you went up against? Quarterback. Give me quarterback and then give me the best athlete you've ever faced, not including Saquon. Okay. Uh, Quarterback-wise, I would say um, – okay. You, could, you, can make, you can make the argument JT Barrett. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? At Ohio State. Like he was dominant. Because he's the double threat, he could run or pass? Exactly. I'm not even talking about what they're even doing in the league now, but just in college, he was dominant. Right. You know, um, same thing with Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was a good quarterback. Tough cookie. Tough cookie, too. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of all the other Big Ten teams. Oh, I'm tripping. Uh, Sam Darnold. We played Sam Darnold in the Rose Bowl. You did play Sammy, boy. That's my guy. Yeah, man. He talented dude, man. Big fella, too. Tough to bring down. Yeah, man. Crazy. We played in the Rose Bowl, and he was – he was slicing the dicer, man. That's good to know. So as a Jet fan, I get a little promise. I have something to be excited oh, no. about. Big, um, big promise, man. Just give him time. He'll be fine. Put it on the board. I like to hear that a lot. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, He's uh, very impressive, man. Very. Jarvis, when another thing I wanted to know, when you're walking around campus at Penn State as a football player, you guys got all the nice athletic gear. Do you ever – if I were you, I just wouldn't take it off so people know that I'm a football player. What's it like walking around Penn State as a football player? It's a, it's, it's, it's an honor, and it's also a standard that you have to withhold, you know. Um, being a Penn State football player or even, you know what I'm saying, like another big sport at Penn State is wrestling. 
like being on those types of teams, man, like it's a, it's a blessing to be on, you know what I'm saying? So being able to wear all that gear and rep Penn state and consider yourself a Penn state football player or athlete, like, man, that's a blessing, man. And you really can't take that for granted. Uh, Cause not a lot of people can say that, you know? I got news for you, Jarvis. After this interview, you, your draft stock is going to skyrocket. You got all the right answers. I hope, man. You, I hope. You really do. I mean, it's got to – were people doing a lot of double-taking while you're walking around campus there, Jarvis? It's like one of those things like uh, you know who's who based off of stature or what they wear. Like, oh, he's an athlete. Plus, like we all have book bags with our name tags on it, so you can tell who the athletes were right away anyways. And Jarvis, to close, to close us out here, what is you? What, what do you plan to do? Do you have plans? We discussed this a little bit uh, when we were hanging out at Sake Ones. What? What's your? What's your? What do you? Do you have an idea what you want to do post football? Yeah, man, I got a couple. I got a couple ideas. Um, but I think you know, what I'm saying, uh, God willing, how far football takes me, man, I'm definitely want to step into that acting world. Uh, 100%, man, uh, getting into the acting world and being out here and training in L.A., man, just meeting so many people uh, in that world, man, just – I was just like, man, like, just, that's just something I could see myself doing. Uh, I took some acting classes at Penn State. You and, did? You uh, were doing acting at Penn State? Yeah, I was, I was taking some acting classes and theater classes at Penn State. I just never told anybody because I felt like no one would take me serious. I'm right uh, with you. Uh, yeah, man, so I was doing that on the low, and my teacher at the end of the semester told me I should – She's like, uh, he was like, you're really talented. Like, you could do this if you wanted to. So I always remember that. Um, I always remember that. So even being out here, man, I was like, I would love to go into acting. Also, another dream of mine, not a dream, but something I can also do is open up my own gym um, back home from where I'm from and have a gym where people can come in and work out or do something for, like, combine training or just my own gym just for anybody for all types of athletes so with that when you do go into the nfl do you have a certain idea is there a certain amount of years that you plan out to play then you could do pursue the acting career or do you just take it year by year yeah man i just take it day by day and year by year you know uh it's really hard man to plan out life you know uh i try i did that when i first got to college and like i said man nothing goes as planned you know it's life you don't know what could happen um, so I just take it day by day, man. I have my plans and my aspirations, but, but, you know, I take it day by day and whatever happens, happens, you know, it's, um, it's hard. To, it's gotta be hard to look that far in ahead when you gotta go and face the guys you're going to go face. You kind of do just want to take it day by day. No, hard, man. Uh, someone told me, man, don't, don't be, uh, you can't be emotionally attached to the results. You have to love the process. Right. You know, if you get too emotionally attached to the, to the results, you know what I'm saying? And something happens you'll be distraught. Totally. You know, so I love the process. How many guys do you think in the NFL have a plan after when it's all said and done? Um, There's a lot of uncertainty in there, isn't is there not? I would honestly say I can't I can't honestly I can't even say it depends on how much money you make because NFL honestly like something I also took from college that my head coach, uh, James Franklin, Coach Franklin used to say at Penn State was NFL stands for not for long. You right. know? So you have to have a plan. You can make all this money, but you know what I'm saying? What are you going to do post football? You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, you have to find something you're passionate about, man. And for me, I was doing that same thing. I didn't know, or you don't, honestly, you don't know how long you're going to play football for. So I'm like, just let me, what am I passionate about? You know what I'm saying? And, like, man, I could really see myself act. So I just – little things here and there, you know. 
Uh, how how long do you think you will play? Who knows? Um, but I feel like everyone should have a backup plan, regardless of how much money you make, because you won't be playing in NFL forever. Uh, Jarvis, you seem like a guy who you know what you're doing 40 years from now. You just seem to have it figured out. Yeah, man. I, I tried to, man. I was raised by two amazing people, you know, my parents. And um, also, I think my experience has helped in watching other people maybe do the, do the right thing or maybe making mistakes as well. Um, I just learn from other people, you know, and just take it from my own. And I, I can't I can't let you leave the interview without giving you some clout. You also have a black belt in your back pocket. Yeah, man, I do. So, so uh, football aside, you take the pads off, you could just knock somebody out, no? Yeah. It doesn't have to be with a shoulder. No, man, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm lethal. You're a bad motherfucker, Jarvis. Yeah, man, my dad got me and my sister into karate when I was five and she was seven, and... Uh, uh, I got my black belt by the time I was like 15, 15 and 14 years old. And uh, by that time, I was also competing in the sport karate circuit um, and I made a name for myself. And by the time I was like 15, 16, I was like number one fighter in the country uh, for my weight class. Yeah, man. So but so were you doing that when you so you weren't even playing football originally growing up? No, man, I was a baseball guy. I played baseball my whole life. And um Probably before high school, I quit. Um, I played a why? year. I played it. Oh, you said why? Yeah. Uh, I kind of got bored, man. Uh, just just got bored. So you get burnt out. You know what I'm saying? You play something out. They put you in the outfield for nine innings. It's a rough. It's a, You're yeah. in for a long day, Josh. You play baseball, you really got to love it. You know? <laughs> you really do. You really do. And uh, at that point, I didn't love it anymore. And I said, let me try something new. So I had played my eighth grade year of Pop Warner. And were you dominating? Uh, I, actually, I, w- I was doing really good, but I was tear tiring that line of whether I wanted to do karate full-time or football, and I was giving a lot of my time in the karate. So I would miss practices and stuff like that because I was so focused on karate. And then by the time I got to high school, uh, I started playing my sophomore year high school varsity. So I didn't play my freshman year. I didn't play high school football my freshman year. Was the coach trying to recruit you? No. Jesus Christ, how big were you freshman year? Um, Small, man, probably like 180. And then you just started to grow and develop? Uh, I, I, you can, Anyone can vouch for me. Ask my father, man. I, I was sitting there, and my dad's like, you got to do something. You can't, you're not about to just be sitting home all the time. And I was like, you know what? I'll play football. And like I said, at the time, my high school team was like 1-9 for like 10 years. We don't know. You could be in the NBA too. You could be going for the NBA draft oh, right now. I wasn't, that good. I wasn't good. That wasn't that good at basketball. You got a couple things in the back pocket there, Jarf. Got to. Um, and uh, yeah, man, my junior senior year, um, my class, my group of people, we we kind of turned that program around, and we set the foundation for kids now to go play college ball. So, and I'm the first one ever from my school to play Division One athletics. So. Well, I'll tell you, Jarvis, no disrespect to Bruce Lee, but it looks like you made the right decision going with the football <laughs> side of things. No no regrets, man. No regrets. We will be pulling for you here, the fans of the show, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, man, I appreciate Best it. of luck to you. You're a character, man. I'm glad you're sure, able to man. come on. Of course. Are we going to hang out when this is all over? Well, now you already know. You can come over anytime. Can I bring cold cuts too? Oh, of course, bring cold cuts. I, I need my rematch. <laughs> Hey, you're the best, Jarvis. We'll talk soon. Anytime you want to come back, you say the word, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Love it, buddy. Good luck, okay? Thank you. Take care, brother. Bye-bye.
Well, there you have it, folks. Jarvis Miller himself. I got to tell you, Grace, kid's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, I know I say kid. I'm only like two years older than him, and he's got about a foot on me, but he really does. You know, I'd like to think that that interview did help his draft stock. If any GMs are out there listening to the Burnley Dumb Show, you got to put Jarvis Miller on their big board. That might have just done it for the kid. But again, those were the type of questions I always wanted to ask a NFL draft prospect. Um, And I was able to really had a lot of fun with that. I I really did. Got to keep getting more athletes here on this show. Um, But anywho, for the friends of the pod out there, hope you enjoyed that. That was episode 51. Now that we give you two pods a week, episode 52 coming to you Friday. The best of the Brilliant Dumb Show part two. You could go ahead and catch that Jarvis Miller interview on YouTube as well. The Brilliant Dumb Show on YouTube. Like, subscribe. We will see you Friday, folks. You take care now. Stay safe. Stay inside. (laughs) We'll <laughs> be